This is episode 30. You're listening to the All Hazards Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes to give you exclusive access to emergency managers who've been on the front lines of some of the nation's most difficult challenges. Where we have candid conversations about the challenges facing all emergency managers, no matter how big or small the community. Here's your host, Sean Boyd. For this episode, I'm going to trim the fat on an episode we published last October about cybersecurity. There was so much great information in that one that I wanted to boil it down into bite-sized, easily digestible pieces. Folks, we are in the age of massive data breaches. It seems every time that we read or turn on the news, there's another story about a major cyber attack. Well, today we're going to hear from three Cal OES cyber experts. Eli Owen, who is the deputy commander for the California State Threat Assessment Center, also known as the STAC. Thor Eden, California Cybersecurity Integration Center, aka CalSIC and Michael Cruz, the Cal OES Information Security Officer. So in the first piece, you'll hear about social engineering, spycraft manipulation, and keyloggers, and whether or not you should put a piece of tape over that webcam, the one that's staring at you right now, possibly. And they're also gonna address something that we all wonder at some point. You know, what's the likelihood of me getting hit? Probably close to 100%. Really? (laughs) Um, Considering uh, a few years ago, the entire U.S. voter database, voter registration database, was considered compromised. Uh, It was considered picked up. Also, um, so that's one way you might get picked up. Mm. Uh, An insider to Yahoo recently told Business Insider that because of the back-end architecture, the attackers who did the 500 million they released on the darknet a few weeks ago, they had actually they actually had access to between one to three billion Yahoo and Yahoo associated accounts. Wow! So there's another way you could have got hit. If you have Blue Cross Blue Shield, you could have got picked up on the Anthem healthcare attack. We are in an age of massive data breaches. There's a very high likelihood that you have been hit by at least a data breach. Yeah, Sean. I think another way too is in. in I mean, I think a lot of people that are listening to this probably get these random phone calls, mm-hmm. right? Sure. Say they're either from Microsoft or some other organization and or, yeah, even worse, the IRS. I think that really scares a lot of uh, a lot of people, particularly if they're not familiar with this. If anyone gets a call from the IRS, I think that that grabs someone's attention pretty quickly. For sure. And uh, so a lot of this is uh, social engineering, very basic uh, kind of spycraft type of techniques where they try and get you and manipulate you into uh, disclosing access to your local PC or your bank account. Mm-hmm. It's it's old techniques, but but it works. And what, what it actually ends up happening is you give them access to certain things. They get remote access to your local uh, computer. And then eventually they get access to a lot of things. They'll load key loggers on there, which will track every key entry you put into your machine. They'll get access to your camera, to your, uh, to your local microphone. So I, it's not even just a matter of getting uh, your your personal information stolen, but your your privacy is violated. You're talking literally then about spying where. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You yeah. know, and I think that's a that's a certain paranoia that uh, there are some people uh, have about someone. Uh, like I know people who have put pieces of tape over their camera uh-huh. on their on their. <laughs> you do that, Michael? I do. <laughs> okay. How about you, Thor? Oh yeah, I well I don't have a piece of tape, but 
all these tech conferences now, they give you little screens you can put on. So, yeah, definitely. For And then we're not being paranoid about that? You're not being paranoid. if You can be paranoid, and they can still be out to get you. So... <laughs> So is that really paranoia or is it just being smart? I would say at this point, it's just being smart because chances are that I'll use myself here. Chances are no one wants to see me walking around my house naked. No one wants to see. You that. don't do that though, do you? Yeah. Okay. So if I put a piece of, you know, a tape, piece of tape up there, you, you know, you're helping society is what you're doing, exactly. right? Exactly. It's a public health concern, you know? So, but that it's not really being par- it's not paranoia. Yeah. It's just this is the world we live in mm-hmm. and your computer can get compromised very easily. And while there may not be paranoia about the cost of these data breaches, there certainly is worldwide concern. In this next segment, our cyber guys talk about just how big a moneymaker cyber attacks are, how they're socialized, what the biggest vulnerability is, and who's perpetrating these crimes. Hint, it may not be that zit-faced kid sitting in his mom's basement. One of the things we've been cognizant of doing is trying to tie uh, numbers and costs associated with possible attacks. And so a couple of statistics to think about and what we've been focused on is your typical denial of uh, distributed denial of service attack for an organization which basically shuts down that organization's ability to provide services. And for us in government, that's key, is about $400,000. Uh, a typical data breach, what we're seeing, is costing, on average, $4 million. Mm-hmm. When you start to socialize the threat, the costs associated with those threats, and then talk about the costs of education, which is much cheaper, uh, we're starting to get all on the same page from the top of the organization all the way down to the workforce on the importance of cyber. And and really, our biggest vulnerability that we're seeing is the our employees all of us it's that the human mm-hmm. factor in this um, we've seen some of the ma- malicious software coming at us uh, these days it's what's being called polymorphic so it's it's signatures changing so typical antivirus is not keeping up what we're also seeing though is spear phishing and what that really is is targeting the human in the organization because it's recognized by the bad guys that that's the most vulnerable getting through the human and into the network. Uh, and so that's the importance of these campaigns. That's the importance of this podcast and Michael's efforts to ensure mm-hmm. all of our efforts to make sure that folks are aware of this. Most of the hack, well, there really isn't an average hacker, but many of the hackers you see who are committing data breaches or major cyber attacks, they're not you know bored teenagers. They're usually parts of large criminal syndicates. So these are major organizations. This is big money. Mm-hmm. Cybercrime now makes uh, takes in more money than the drug trade, than the illicit drug trade. Man. It's, it's a major, major thing. Hmm. So, yes, we are seeing attacks from these criminal syndicates, and we are seeing some attacks from nation-state elements. But the average everyday person, probably not too much to worry about that, you know, Russia is going to pick you know, Jim specifically right, to right. attack him. But organizations like Cal OES or any yes, other government exactly. agency has something to worry about. Exactly. But the real kicker kicker is Jim, our imaginary person, does have to worry about the criminal syndicates because Jim's a perfectly good target for ransomware or other malware, stuff like that that can take his bank account and his identity. 
Up next, the Cyber Guys talk about some examples of major breaches and how they happened in the first place. Also, the perceived shame about being hit and how you can protect your own organization. Can you share any stories of anyone who has been that chink in the armor and has created major problems? Sure. Um, I'm not going to give you any stories about California agencies, obviously, okay. but um, the situation in Ukraine that happened last December on Christmas, Christmas Eve in Ukraine, approximately 84,000 people lost power because the power distribution center ha was hacked. Mm. This came about because one employee opened a Word document sent via email. A simple Word document. Exactly. Just a Word document had a macro enabled, infected the computer, and wow. th they were in. Um, another example, another uh, classic example, uh, basically you can name any. If any of the, almost all of the major attacks you hear about are probably a result of social engineering. Hmm. It's been shown that APTs, the big nation state led attacks, you know, your Anthem, your OPM, your Yahoo, 91% start with a phishing email. 91% hmm. of the time they attack the person. Yeah. It works yeah. and it's easy. Yeah. We've got wow. a, uh, a more closer to home example too we've we just uh supported a, a police department uh who got uh their networks locked up from ransomware it, it was an employee who decided to take home uh, a work laptop get on his home network uh, and was a victim of an email uh, spear phishing campaign hmm. also for our folks in the fires while, while they were supporting some of the fires we know about a, a couple of examples also mm -hmm. of a camp getting hit by ransomware. Again, an employee clicking on the wrong link. These are things that are happening very common. And, you know, so the, the, the threat is so ubiquitous that this is, you're seeing a culture change. You're seeing uh, the, uh, the focus on taking care of the end user uh, at the lowest levels and through the ranks. But also, if we stand back and take a strategic uh, look, you're seeing your government, and led by the governor and, and the director, Ghilarducci and, and Amy Tong, we've got a series of comprehensive things that they've set in motion uh, in an effort to better position the state family to have more secure, resilient networks. Mm -hmm. um, everything from the CalSIC being stood up to the, cybersecurity, the governor's cybersecurity task force, which is a public-private initiative. Uh, the private sector is so critical in this space. Um, several comprehensive measures are being taken to ensure that there's resilience in government. The uh, new uh, CalSIC we've established, the California Cybersecurity Integration Center. We are a new agency, a new organization, not an agency, a new organization. We're under Cal OES. And we bring in together the state family to work together against these, these threats. Too often nowadays, people are embarrassed or they're ashamed that they got hacked. Organizations don't want to talk. People don't want to admit it, you know, because it feels like you messed up. You did something stupid. That's not really accurate. As we talked about earlier, it's almost guaranteed your information's already been compromised. Millions of people are getting hacked every year. We've reached a point where it's become ubiquitous. You will be hacked at some point. You will get malware. Getting help for cyber for a cyber attack isn't a shameful thing. It's like having it's like having the flu or a major medical condition. There's no shame that you got the flu. You just go to the doctor and get it fixed. Well, that's kind of what we're doing. We're trying to sh uh, 
bring away the shame and get people to work together and share information and intelligence so that we can actually fight this problem. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the big things that we need to keep doing is sharing information and working together. Have a vulnerability assessment done. Um, that's really important because you can put in all the defenses, but you really got to test how effective it is. Um, you know, we, we, we have one done every two years. Um, uh, some, one was free, obviously some are not free, but obviously there's a balance there for organizations to figure out how important that is. Mm -hmm. And then third, have a, have a, uh, incident response plan for your organization. Because one thing you don't want to be in is in a situation where you do discover that you have been hacked or you have files that have been stolen, whatever it may be, um, you need to be, as an organization, you need, you need to be able to respond to that effectively, not only internally and how do, we, how do we do that, but externally, how do you report that out to the public? Because if, you're our, if you are a public organization and the public has entrusted in you to, do certain, to protect their information, you really, be, uh, you, you really need to be pretty effective on how you're gonna respond to that. If you're like most people, you have hundreds or even thousands of pictures stored on your computer, tons of music, and some very important documents like birth certificate copies or insurance forms. Well, the threats to all of those are out there, just waiting to attack. So now the big question is, what the heck can you do about it? Probably the most basic fundamental thing you can do is back up your files. Um, before, you know, obviously uh, there's other things. Your, your browsing behavior, your activities, making sure your software's out, up to date. We do those things automatically within our environment here at work. Now, however, it's very important that folks at home practice the same things. Here's an example of some of the things I do at home on, on my home PC. Uh, most important things I think to most people at home are their photos, their digital photos, their music files, they have documents and so forth. Well, you need to back those things up. I'd say even make two backups. Have a backup on an external hard drive. Have a backup also on cloud services, whether it's iCloud or, or Dropbox or something of that mm -hmm. nature. Have two backups. The most important thing then, once you do back them up, uh, what I do is I disconnect my, my backup hard drive from my computer. Unfortunately, ransomware, it'll infect the files on the local machine, but it'll spread through all your shared drives, all your network drives, and even your cloud drives. So what you do is you disconnect those. What I do is essentially I'll do a backup once a week on my on a, on, on a external hard drive. I will actually physically disconnect that from my computer. And then any of my online backup storages, I'll make sure that doesn't do it automatically. I actually have that disconnected. So also. you do it manually. Yes, I do all those processes manually. But if you're at your home computer, don't just pay the ransom outright. There, uh, Interpol, the European and International Police Union, has a website called nomoreransom.org. Okay. You can go on that website and upload a junk file from your encrypted computer. You know, something that you don't care about. It can be anything. I recommend something like a simple readme file on your computer from when you installed Word or something. Go on there, upload that, let Interpol look at it, and they'll send you a decryption key to unlock your computer without paying. Oh. So... We use the good guys. After all of that, are you ready for battle? So get those firewalls up. Train yourself and your team on defense tactics and back up those hard drives. Good luck. 
Well, thanks for listening, everyone. We hope you'll subscribe to All Hazards. It's so easy to do at the iTunes and Google Play stores. We encourage you to go to the podcast section of our OESnews.com site. There you'll find all of our past episodes and helpful links to the topics discussed then and now here in this episode. You can also submit your ideas for show topics and comments. You can do that via email as well to media at caloes.ca.gov. That's media at caloes.ca.gov. So you don't have to be a member of the media to use that email address. It comes right to us, the media department. So thanks again, everybody. Thanks again for listening. We really appreciate it. I'm Sean Boyd. Take care, everyone, and be safe. You've been listening to the Cal OES All Hazards Podcast. Don't forget to check out our podcast page where you can find past episodes along with show notes and links. And give us a social shout out. Tell others about us on Twitter and Facebook. And let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you.